Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together, we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, what three words disagreement, more Monopoly, Davros's playlist, and our top tips for a stress-free Christmas. Now, Lippy, you've had a good week, haven't you? I've had a great week. I mean, I am shattered, but I've had a good week. I have started my new job. Shattered and this, we're recording this on Tuesday, so that's day two. That's day two, and day one was only five hours. (laughs) I don't know how I used to work nine, ten hour days, because one five hour day and one seven and a half hour day, and I am shattered. Well, after nine months of watching probably all of Netflix, yes, it's not a surprise. So, well done. Yeah, it's been it's been great. I've really enjoyed it. I've made some friends, and it's only day two, so I think brilliant. it's a good fit. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, onwards and upwards, as they say. Definitely, definitely. Well, whilst you've been slaving over whatever it is you've been slaving over, we've had some correspondence from various listeners. I had a, an ex-colleague get in touch, which we'll refer to as the Salty Sailor, I think. Oh, yes, Salty Sailor, yes, uh, boat owner now down in the in the West Country. Uh, he's not overly keen on what three words has to be said. Mm. Now I know the Salty Sailor from working together previously. A lot of respect for this man. He's ex-military and quite precise, and I suspect <laughs> that is the root of the problem. Uh, I think we're going to have to agree to disagree over that one. Uh, I think it has its place, particularly for those not used to dealing with such precision. And, and uh, quite frankly, in a bit of a panic. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know where I am at the best of times, let alone when something bad's happened. Well, that's possible. That's very possible. But at least with this app, you have some chance of getting some help if you need it. So. Exactly. But it was very nice to hear from you, Salty Sailor. And... Uh, we look forward to hearing from you again. Orange Marshall One got in touch about uh, Monopoly. Uh, he's in favour of the electronic version, which uh, he says produces very few arguments. Um, I, I think I got confused mm. with how much money I had or didn't have. Yes, and uh, it, it just felt a little bit Big Brotherish, to be honest. Mm. where you know, the bank's got everything and you have no idea what you've got, which is too much yeah. like real life, quite frankly. <laughs> exactly. And also, you like to have the little money handing out and like little trade-offs, and you can't do that with the... It doesn't really let you do it with the electronic version. No, not not in the, not in the same way. And yeah. I quite like to have my pile of money completely disorganised as well because it annoys wife of grumpy immensely that it's to be honest it annoys me as well you should have your money laid out you should know i actually that's a lie i like my money in a stack so people can't quite work out how much you have yes but it still needs to be like ones fives tens twenties like in order yes it surprises me that i don't insist on that sort of order Mm, it's a strange thing for you i i think because you'd have to be counting it and then it's obvious what you've got whereas you've just got it in a stack then or massive wad then um, yeah who knows it's a bit like cds for me and i know this is a little bit old hat but uh, our cd collection is in a completely random order and the reason for that is when you're looking for one you find others as well so if you've got it in alphabetical order, you go straight to that one. But if you've got to oh. rummage through them, you go, oh, I haven't listened to that one for a while. So I've inevitably, I've not listened to a CD since I was probably 12. 
No, and it, I can think I can remember which CD it was as well. Britney Spears, I believe. I think I was trying to decorate the hallway and put <laughs> it on over and over again. Probably. Yeah. Labyrinth. So yes, I don't think we own that CD anymore. I think it may have no. disappeared, magically yeah. vanished. Between that and the what's that's that's what I call music. Music like. 56, 57. I have got the very first uh, edition of that on a cassette tape. Yep. On a cassette? On a cassette, yeah. So that's part of of my pension plan. That is a hoo moment. Well, it it might be better if it was an 8-track cartridge, but you've probably never heard of those. Nope. No, okay. Well, lesson for the future. Okay. Anyway, back to Monopoly. Uh, Mm. By complete fluke came across a photograph of four guys playing Monopoly on a roller coaster. The words <laughs> why and how come to mind. Uh, I'll Magnetic, post it on. Maybe? Possibly. Possibly. Well, that's crazy. Poss- possibly just insane. Who knows? Mm. Anyway, I'll post the photo on our website and also in um, various social media as well. It's, it's quite, a, quite an interesting one, to put it mildly. But, uh, there were some very odd activities going on on this roller coaster. There was all sorts of photos of people doing stuff that they really hadn't thought through, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, yes, very odd. People in very odd costumes as well. Talking of odd costumes... Uh, obviously, we've been Davrosted again this week. Yes. Very long email about various bits and pieces. Uh, quite a good idea in terms of recipes, and that's to replace the photograph in the recipe book with your own photograph of your own dish. Yeah. Now, he mentioned last week about cottage pie not working for him, so I can imagine that picture of cottage pie is... People are going to go, oh, it's just like the recipe, but they're still not going to be impressed. <laughs> so if it's an utter failure, I'm not sure that's going to uh, That's, that's not going, going to work. change the effect. <laughs> Definitely not. And obviously Monopoly was quite a popular topic last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, Davros goes on to say that he had an all-night session with his friend and a neighbour. And the neighbour was determined to win and wouldn't go home until he had one. Uh, it looks like it got through to the, um, well, probably the late hours. The sun came up. So uh, depending on when that was, that could have been quite a long, long time. But Davros's plan, and presumably this is what he does with the Daleks as well, <laughs> is he had two or three properties on Orange. Yes. And he said once Orange was complete, he had lost the game. Mm. So that is clearly that hot spot on the map we had last it week. Is. That, that is the way to go forward. Absolutely. And then we have the Davros playlist, which now Davros, I think, also works in the cassette and eight track cartridge world. (laughs) So when I suggested that maybe he could put together the playlist on Spotify, he went, what's that? (laughs) So I have done that. I have put his slightly eclectic mix of Christmas songs. And there is some genius in there, I have to say. And I go, oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. And oh, I didn't think that was a Christmas song. Why stick that on on the way to work tomorrow? Yeah. So again, we'll put the link on uh, well, Facebook and just about wherever we can put it, really. And also mm. on lippyandgrumpy.uk. Uh, and we have some diehard news. We had a, a little tweet came through of somebody suggesting that Die Hard is in fact a Harry Potter movie because you've got people running around a dark building trying to avoid Alan Rickman. (laughs) (laughs) And I now get that because I've watched it. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) It truly is a great film. It is a great film. Second one's good as well. Is it? Okay. We were kind of umming and ahhing about watching the second one because we were like, is it just more of the same, which is good, but... It's a little bit more of the same. 
the same characters involved, but it is a completely different setup. It is well worth watching. It is a, it's a good, good film. And the third yeah. one as well is good with Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, I just think Alan Rickman was such a good bad guy. He was. Um, the bad guys in the next two are very good as well. Mm-hmm. And not, uh, I could put a spoiler on, so I'm not going to do that. Oh, no, um, let's not do that. No, it's an old that. film, but we don't do spoilers. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely recommend the next two. A fourth okay. one, I'm not so sure about. I also do have to admit, it doesn't have to be a Christmas film. Oh, it does. It if the work. logic prevails that if you can take Christmas out of it and it still makes sense, you can take Christmas out and that film still makes sense. Well, it doesn't really because they wouldn't be having a Christmas party. Well, actually, at the start, he says that it's because they've been doing really well. So they could just be having a we've done really well party. Have you ever had a we've done really well party? I've never been in a company that's done really well. They all seem to go bust or get coronavirus and then I get made redundant. Okay. So <laughs> hopefully your current employer's not listening to this. Well, it's not me that makes them go bust. No, not much from the last week, to be honest. Uh, I did come across an article, I think it was a video actually, of sheep coughing, which is the most bizarre sound I've ever heard. Mm, I've heard that say. before. It's very much like a... <sighs> yeah, it is, exactly. It's more like a choke. Yeah. It's the sort of thing when you get a fly caught down the back of your throat mm. and they really sort of open thing. their mouths as well yeah yeah they're quite um quite odd sheep i find them slightly scary i have to say because they're well they're just a little bit random you've been watching I mean. that film a bit too much oh black sheep yes black yeah sheep, absolutely yeah. yes yes i haven't seen that for a long while actually and we're gr- deluded in that well yeah they're very deluded in that but i think that might have something to do with chemicals and also the seven thirty endless alarm clock is back Oh no! Yeah, last two mornings it's it's started. I think at about half past seven and finished about eight o'clock. Yeah. So it's obviously banging on for about half an hour. But that it's wouldn't t- matter for me because I've left the house by half past seven these days. Well, at the moment, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not your alarm, then, is it? I mean, if you can hear my alarm from here, then that's yeah, a loud very alarm. <laughs> very true. I can't locate where it is. It's. Um, no, I I just can't do it. It's not loud enough at the front of the house to work out where it's coming mm. from. Uh, yes, I would imagine they're the immediate neighbours are none too happy with with that going off every morning. Mm. Now it's a week before Christmas, exactly when this is released. Is. So we thought we'd do a Lippy and Grumpy's Guide to a Stress Free Christmas. Mm. Now some of this will be hints and tips that we've amassed over the years, or rather I've amassed over the years, and uh, you've you've gone for a different source of. Uh, of information i have yeah because i have never hosted a christmas i attend your christmas and i sit there drinking having a great time whilst you do all the running around and cooking and all of that jazz so i went for a slightly different approach and decided to read through a lot of the internet's steps to a stress-free christmas and find the silliest ones that's very wise Mm. one of the top tips i had on my list was don't read any article that contains the word perfect Christmas. Definitely. I think from reading quite a few, some of the steps you're like, that doesn't seem to be stress-free. That seems to be stress-adding. Well, not only is it not or is stress-free, depending. Also, it's uh, it's sort of pitching the perfect Christmas that you may not get anywhere near because they've exactly. had time to do it in a studio and think about it and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. One of my favourite records is Baz Luhrmann. 
and a spoken song called Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen, which was released in 1999. And one of the lines from that is, do not read beauty magazines, they will only make you feel ugly. And that's spot on. And that's that the same on, for actually. articles with the headline, Perfect Christmas. Mm. So having said that, let's have a lippy top tip from uh, the Perfect Christmas. So my first one I found that is a good idea, and it isn't at the same time. So this one was online food shop. So your food gets delivered to you. It makes sense. That does seem a bit more stress-free. You don't have to go to the shop to buy the items. But something that happens with online food shops that would be extremely stressful is if they don't have the product in stock, they give you a replacement. And it's as like for like as they can do, but I've seen many a time on a Facebook being like, I was meant to get jam and they gave me peanut butter and it's like they're not the same. And the food shops, they normally do them kind of like 20th, 22nd, like very close to Christmas. Imagine they swapped your, your chestnuts for like a jam three days before Christmas. You're not going to get chestnuts anywhere, are you? Well, that's hard at the best of times. And to be honest, it's quite stressful. If you leave the food shop into Christmas Eve, which we have done on a couple of occasions, it's absolute carnage in the shops at the best mm. of times. And if things like chestnuts... Uh, and I have come home with water chestnuts, which are not the same thing. They're not quite, the same quite thing. <laughs> <laughs> quite, a, quite a country mile, they're not the same thing. It's, it's very easy. And I can imagine the utter horror when you open your online shopping basket to find uh, mm. uh, some absurd substitution that does seem to happen from time to time. I see online shopping is probably a bit more stress-free, but if you've got a wrong item that close to Christmas, it's not going to be a fun time trying to find one. If it's not in the shop and they couldn't send it to you, it's like not likely to be in any other shop. No, that's very true. Which comes on to my, well, second now, top tip, which is if you have been organised and order a turkey, make sure you turn up on the right day. <laughs> Because if you don't, the likelihood is it won't be available and you'll also be in a queue with lots of other people who are getting quite stressy because they've had to stand in a queue. And this year, of course, you've got to stand two metres apart. So the okay, queue for the, the butchers is going to be enormous, which is why I shall be there at seven o'clock. But you've already ordered turkey? Yes, it's already ordered. Oh, OK. Yeah. That's all right. Yes, but the queue to collect. Uh, but you have to buy sausages and sausage meat at the same time. You can't pre-order it. So um, I think... I think we might go for a week before and freeze it, Jobby. Yes. And leading on from the turkey, a top tip, and this is a serious top tip, is to brine the turkey at least overnight beforehand. Mm. Uh, we did it a couple of years ago for the first time, and the turkey is, is so succulent, and it dramatically reduces the cooking time. It's, it's down to mere hours rather than days, which I seem to remember from years gone by. It would go in on Christmas Eve sometimes at a very low heat, but it would be as dry as cardboard. Yeah. Not, not so nice at all. And yeah, of course, rest of, yeah, the last few years. Yes, it has been okay. Even you've enjoyed it and you're not a massive mm. turkey fan. Mm. Uh, unless it's turned into curry, of course. Oh, I do like Coronation turkey. Coronation turkey. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yes. And the other trick with the turkey is to rest it after it's been cooking so we normally take it out of the oven an hour before we eat and cover it in tin foil and it, it doesn't get cold there's still a lot of heat in it and also um, you smother dinner and gravy and other things that are hot so 
really well, you, you do. It's a little bit cold. But it, it, it doesn't. And I think all the juices flow back into it. Or there's some technical description for why you should rest it. All the top chefs would tell you that. Mm. Not that I'm including myself in the top <laughs> chef category. By any stretch of the imagination. Right, so let's have a top tip from you then. So another one I found that I was a bit confused by to start with. I don't know how this is a top tip for a stress-free Christmas. But it said decorate. And then underneath it explained, don't just decorate your tree, decorate your whole house, every nook and cranny. That's stressful. How is that not stressful? I mean, not only... Like a tree is stressful enough to try and decorate. I mean, not only have you got to put it up, which... You've got to take it down. You've got to take it down as well. And you've got to store it. Yeah. It does seem a little over the top, to be honest. It does seem... It just doesn't seem like a tip for a stress-free Christmas. No, definitely not. To over-decorate. No, I would say tip for a stress-free Christmas is... Don't bother. Just yeah. tree job done. Tree with some lights. Yeah, that'll do. Bit yeah. of tinsel. Oh, no. No, we are not a tinsel household. Mm. Tinsel and paper chains. I like a paper chain, but no tinsel. Oh. It's tacky. It's not really. It is. It's not. It's lovely stuff. So carrying on with the cooking theme on my side is don't cross the Brussels sprouts. Oh, it's time-wasting, isn't it? Well, it's time-wasting and it's not necessary. And I have a tweet from Simon Rimmer from a few years ago where I quizzed him on this. And he did reply and say, no, I'll post a picture of that on Instagram. Um, I think he may have been drinking a bit because he went on in some depth about um, why not. It was completely (laughs) fictitious, but it was quite funny. So no crossing your sprouts. I do believe there was a time where you thought that you definitely had to cross your sprouts though uh, no i've never thought that oh that mama west yeah mm, okay yeah she was quite adamant that the sprouts did not taste nice uncrossed correct so another one that i have that just kind of blew me away i, I this is probably the worst top tip list i've ever read it's mainly come for the telegraph <laughs> And, and the publications uh, are available oh yeah sorry that there, there are other top tip lists on other newspapers i'm sure this one was make your own wrapping paper what just why and obviously they put a little explanation underneath of what you can do and i understand it it might make you feel a bit more Christmassy, and if you have the time to do it then it might be quite a nice thing they're like extra but the person opening is not going to know no Definitely not. Unless you're there with them and and you go, oh, I made the wrapping paper. Yeah. And they'll be like, okay, I'm ripping it apart anyway. Yeah. Well, would you like it back? Mm, exactly. But there was a side note to this. Somebody I saw on Instagram was using, um, you know, Amazon sent quite a lot of that brown paper wrapped yes. around. Yes. They were using that as wrapping paper. Now and that is a top idea. That is a top idea because one, you're recycling very nicely. Brown wrapping paper on presents is quite normal and then you all she had to buy was some string she bought some like cute red strings when she was doing it to make it look a bit fancier that is such a good idea idea right well as soon as we finish this i'm going to go and have a rummage through the recycling bin yeah i would instead of this top tip that's saying use natural materials without glitter actually that is a good tip don't use glitter stick them all together iron it out no (laughs) you can't be ironing fake wrapping paper it would be interesting to try i i think it might result in a visit for the fire service i just don't think it will be great but reusing brown paper like that comes in an amazon box is a good idea a very good idea Mm. yes very good I kind indeed. of wish I'd done that. Yes, yes, I'm thinking about that mm. now. Mind you, I tend not to do the wrapping because I'm so dreadful at it. 
Oh, I love wrapping. It's one of my favourite things. Well, when you were here, you used to get lumbered with that job. Yeah. To be honest. We would have eggnog, not eggnog, um, snowballs. Yeah. You would be snowball maker. Yeah. I was always over the 18, age of 18. So I, carrying on from wrapping, my top tip for wrapping is not to leave it until Christmas Eve. Mm. Go to the neighbours for a drinks party and then have to leave at about half past 11 to finish it off. Have you done that before? I haven't. I was at the drinks party. <laughs> But it wasn't my wrapping that needed to be done. <laughs> so That's funny. With all this, is don't leave it to the last minute. Mm-hmm. That is funny. So what else is on your list? I do have one, which actually I do think would make Christmas Day less stressful. But it is have a festive declutter and spruce. I don't know what that means. So kind of clearing out all the clutter around the house and have a clean up. But you don't really want to be doing that on the lead up to Christmas. No, not really. That's the worst time to do it. And I do, I think it would make Christmas a bit more, like there's not as much rubbish in the way for Christmas. I would have thought January was the time to do that, where you, where you have very little money in the bank account. Yes. And you're trying to get fit as well, and obviously shifting bits around and dusting mm. is quite a good way to, to stay fit. Yeah, it is. So I have a number of tips from uh, from many years of, well, far too many years of enjoying Christmas or not enjoying it, depending on how you look at it. So in no particular order. So top tip number one is spend the day in your pyjamas. Yeah, I have done this on a few occasions, so even down to cooking. And the reason for that is, is you feel more relaxed. Yeah. The problem this year is that due to certain uh, things that have been going on, I spent too many days in (laughs) pyjamas, even working, uh, because I've just got on with it. And then it's got to midday and I've gone, that's not worth changing now. (laughs) (laughs) Or I've got yoga in the evening and thought, actually, it's not worth changing until then. Yeah. I look at it. Yeah, your pajamas is probably quite comfy. Uh, yeah, probably not actually. Yeah. It's, it's not particularly comfy. Not in pajamas either, in stretchy shorts and. Mm. Uh, and I would suggest inviting as few people as possible, which of course this year is not going to be difficult, is it? No. Um, we're limited in, mm. in some respects, and don't start drinking at eight o'clock in the morning. Otherwise, you'll be in bed at five in the afternoon. Oh, no, I disagree with that one. Well, I think a glass of Bucks Fizz makes the rest of the day fly, feel a lot smoother. Very possibly. Get it the bubbles what, to your head. Yeah, but it depends on... Get a bit on jolly. What, yeah, it depends what you do after that first glass. What, like a few of us in the family have then decided to drink the rest of the Prosecco yes, out of right. the bottle yes. at 10 yes. o'clock. <laughs> uh, Christmas Eve, watch Santa on his journey on the NORAD tracker. That's yes, very cool. We've done and that, that a few yeah, years. that That's gets fun. gets a little bit better every year. It's it's really quite quite good. And I thought there was a international space station pass on Christmas Day, but apparently that's not the case now. So yeah. that's that's changed, which is a bit of a shame. So what we had as kids, there was always a whole pile of us at the same house, is that there was a time where you couldn't get up before then. So seven o'clock and there was an alarm clock in the bathroom. But it was an old wind up alarm clock but it wasn't all oh. at the time so because some years it got wound back a little bit so, yeah uh, sure it may it say seven o'clock but actually it's not seven o'clock at all <laughs> but uh, i think that's quite a good idea and when you're leaving out a brandy or a whiskey for santa 
Make sure it's a good one, not the, <laughs> not the cooking brandy that you smothered the cake in. Well, I don't think Santa minds, does he? I Santa probably wouldn't mind, but you know you can only have so much cheap brandy before you go. Oh, actually, I don't fancy anymore. Yeah, true. At all. Chances are it's not going to snow, to be honest, on Christmas Day. But if it does, make an igloo. Make an igloo. Make an igloo. If you've got Ooh. plenty of snow, top tip though, if you do that, make sure it's not the smallest member of the family that makes the doorway. Because they'll make it to fit them and nobody else. So it'll become nobody a one. Nobody else can go in the igloo. Absolutely. Again, this is from experience. Mm. Uh, one for you here when the washing up starts, hide in the lavatory. Yeah, every time there's any even slight mention of hot water and soap, I'm gone. You are gone, definitely. I'm, gone. I'm not to be found until it's done. Now, last week we talked about Monopoly. Yes. Uh, my top tip is not to play Monopoly, nor risk nor diplomacy i think just don't play any game that could cause an argument well that's most games really but those three particularly and diplomacy was a game that we played probably when i was in my teens quite a lot and it was a whole afternoon game and it at the factions that it caused to be honest because Mm. you're making deals with people and then stomping all over them for well control of europe really and uh, yes, that does cause quite a few arguments. So avoid those games. And as a friend of mine did, and I wouldn't recommend this, went out Christmas Eve, enjoyed himself a little bit too much, eventually mm. came down to Christmas dinner with his parents and could eat one Brussels sprout, and that was it. And then he was back to bed. And there yeah. was a lot, lot of tutting. There was a few, there was at least two Christmas Eves where Charlotte and I went out and we both came back a bit worried about the state we'd be in the next day. But actually, I was, I've been all right. And to be honest, I'm one of those people where after a few drinks, I want to eat the next day. Like, the more, the better. Just don't overdo it. No, well, there's a, a very, actually, a very nice, um, well, they won't be doing it this year, actually. It's not really a tradition, but I feel like it is in our village where everyone does a pub crawl normally. Uh, there's a couple of people we know who have birthdays on that, on Christmas Eve. So there's loads of people out. We all make our way down. And in the last pub, at midnight, they hand out bacon rolls to get you to leave. So if you've got a bacon roll in your hand, you have to leave the building. Excellent. It's a well, great idea. Not going to happen this year, no, is it? No, that's, that's a bit of a shame, actually. A real mm. shame. Because that bacon yes. roll is always pretty good. Yeah, it would be, yes. Mm. Yes, we'd only be beaten by a pigs in blanket oh, roll. A little tray of pigs in blankets yeah. and some cheese on top. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. Yes. I'd do that anyway, just at home. <laughs> that's not a bad idea, actually. Mm. But not at midnight, more at like nine o'clock. Cause well, I think you're more eight. <laughs> if, I'm not, if I'm not out, I'm not awake that late. No, quite, quite. So back on the cooking trail, Christmas puddings. Uh, they, In my experience, they've only come out of the pot once in 15 years without anything left inside. Yeah. But if that happens, don't panic. You can scrape it out and you can push it back in. You can almost mould it back because it's still hot. Mm. Cover it in a bit of brandy flame it nobody will notice yeah and also nobody cares about the christmas pudding everyone just wants the fire that's very true that's very very, and of course you've turned the lights down to appreciate the fire so they don't see the carnage that's um just occurred in the kitchen so it doesn't really matter does it It doesn't really matter as long as it lights because some years they don't light and that is disappointing there is a technique to that you have to heat the brandy first now that's a good top tip. Yeah, it is heat a good tip. So you heat it in a. You have to be really careful with this because it will go up. <laughs> so you heat it in the uh, in a saucepan, and get it so it's just smoking, mm. 
uh, and then light it as it goes onto the pudding, Ooh. which um, can be a little exciting. I do like that. Because you've now got a pot of light and the pudding A lot of fire. Yeah, a lot of fire potential. It's okay, I'm a fire marshal. I'll, I'll marshal off. Excellent. I'll, I'll pudding this well, year. What, well, what we don't want is you turning up with a fire extinguisher and then... It's then spraying. Covering, covering, covering yeah, covering like foam. It's some ice dusting type. It, it's not, no, it's yeah, ash. So my top tip for the television is don't turn it on. Mm. Christmas Day, it'll be full of, well, maybe for the Queen's Speech, mm. which we've always tried to watch. But and we I never. I don't think, think we ever have. No. So, uh, Caught the end of it sometimes, maybe. Or... Well, possibly, yeah. I d- yes, I don't know. Because you turn it on, it'll be full of repeats from the 1970s and 80s, which... Well, not too bad, but once you've seen them 15 times, that's probably enough. Mm. And then the Christmas specials always divide people. They do. And I'll be interested to know what Davros says about the Doctor Who Christmas special. Because mm. I'm not sure he's quite got over Doctor Who being female, let alone <laughs> anything else. So, And that's, that's a few series in. If you've got young children, then I highly recommend stocking up with all sorts of batteries. Oh, Definitely. And having a small screwdriver to hand because inevitably the top gift for this year will need batteries and then you'll see the words batteries not included and there will be so much disappointment. <laughs> so much. They'll have to play with the box. I mean, sometimes the box is the best bit. Sometimes it is. Now that's the end of my list. It has to be said these are, apart from the brining, not really serious tips so if you follow them and do well then we'll take full credit if Mm. it's an utter disaster then we never said it and one last tip that i think is a good is this is a positive tip is don't have really high expectations if you go into christmas thinking we're going to have a lovely day with the family at some point we're going to eat the food's going to taste nice you're going to have a great day and your day will probably be better than if you were sat there thinking this needs to be done this time this needs to be done this this time this 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 you know well there does need to be a little bit of that to be honest yeah a little bit but Uh, not a perfect bit no i think i think timing is important so that you get the the cooking right but i think worrying about um, have you got enough vegetables Mm. and is there enough cheese in the cheese sauce Mm. and why have i got so many leftovers (laughs) not worth worrying about (laughs) the leftovers they're the best bit yes they are Mm. yes Yes, I think we've got a uh, top recipe this year for leftover veg. And I can't quite remember what it is, but um, it it did look good. Mm. Better than bubble and squeak. Oh, now that's a bold thing to say. That is quite a bold statement. That is, because bubble and squeak is good. Bubble and squeak is good. I wish I could remember what it was, but I can't. Well, maybe those tips were helpful. Maybe they weren't. See what happens. See what happens. They were more helpful than the telegraphs. <laughs> Certainly more helpful than telegraphs, yes, absolutely. Uh, so, well, we hope the next week goes well for you. And uh, we'll have a Christmas message from Lippy and Grumpy yes. on Christmas Day. A bit like the Queen, but more sassy. Like the Queen, but more sassy. That's <laughs> quite a strap line. <laughs> so that's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I would like to thank our sponsors, however we don't have any. If you're enjoying our rambling podcasts and can spare a few pennies to help with our hosting costs, please head over to patreon.com forward slash lippy and grumpy and also leave a good review or a bad one. If you have a topic you'd like covered, please leave us a message via our website lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me, 
and goodbye from him. Goodbye. <laughs>